the, one of the things that I've thoroughly enjoyed owning Sneak Tech is all of the uh, the tags I get and the the emails saying, "Hey, thanks so much. Your your product's awesome. Here's our success story and the pictures." And I just love seeing all the pictures that come in from from different people and and, and knowing that uh, that we're part of their their success. It's, it's it's been it's been a great experience. On one of uh, on one of our shed hunts one time, we had my little uh, seven year old out, and he was he was walking the hills with us looking for sheds and stuff, and he was getting tired. And he wanted to go back to the car, and I thought, you know what? I need a motivational speaker right now. And I thought to myself, oh wait, I've got a motivational speaker right here in my backpack. And I pulled out all kinds of candy and all kinds of stuff. And I, hey, let's sit down and let's eat some candy and let's have a drink. And, and man, the sugar in him and just sitting down and relaxing for a while and having fun with dad and a conversation. We got done with that and, and he hopped up and he was ready to go. He got into 40 yards and the thing that he learned that day was patience. He sat on that bull. That bull, was, it decided to bed down in a, in a patch of quakies. Uh, those little six foot tall ones that are like spaced every three inches and you can't even hardly get in through them. And it, this bull sat down right in the middle of this patch of quakies. And he sat within 40 yards of that bull in the scorching sun all day long, nine hours. Hey guys, welcome to Days of the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast. I want to take a minute to introduce you to a new organization called Howl for Wildlife. Howl was grown out of the necessity to have a fast-acting tool to focus the sportsman's voice on issues concerning wildlife management and hunting. It's Howl's goal to shut down any initiative that doesn't support sound management practices before it even makes it to the ballot, and certainly before it reaches the courtroom. I know I sound like a broken record, but we need to start looking at hunting as a community and not just an individual sport. And that means supporting all hunting, whether we engage in duck hunting or predator hunting or anything in between. We are all in this for different reasons. And unfortunately, it's this difference that will be our undoing if we let it. So we need to come together as one pack and let our diversity be our strength. We are a strong force if we band together, one voice, one howl. I want you to go to howlforwildlife.org, that's H-O-W-L for wildlife.org, and join there. There's no cost to you to becoming a member. Howl operates solely on donations, so it's completely up to you if you decide you want to send money or not. There will be no annoying emails, no newsletter advertisements, or money grabs, or anything like that. No drives. Signing up as a member just means that when there's an issue concerning wildlife management like this attempt on banning mountain lion hunting and bear hunting in Arizona, you will be called to stand with us and let your voice be heard. So get out there, get on Howlful Wildlife, become a member, and join the pack. Thank you. Let's jump into this episode. Hi, welcome to Days in the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast brought to you by Phoenix Shooting Bags. I'm at the Hunt Expo, and I'm uh, catching up with a good friend of mine, Jeff Barlow. Last time I uh, had you on, Jeff, you were you were running your Nimrod outdoors with your with, your, with your boys. Yep, yep, and, yep. And uh, somewhere in between there, you uh, you upgraded a little bit, I guess. We, huh? yeah, we did. We made a, we made a major upgrade. You know, we in uh, November of 2020, okay. uh, we bought the company's uh, Sneak Tech. Awesome. Uh, it's been a great adventure. You know, people. When I tell them I bought a business yeah. in November of 2020, they're looking at me, you bought a business during COVID? Right, right. <laughs> what are you thinking? But, yeah. man, it's been a great adventure. Nice, nice. Yeah, obviously, 
those who've been following the podcast for a long time, Sneak Tech used to be my uh, you know number one sponsor. We were they were my title sponsor for a very long time until I kind of wanted to get away from the sponsor stuff, ship stuff, and uh, but uh, I'm still an avid user of Sneak Tech. Love it. Yeah, I'm, in I'm fact, all, uh, all, I think I, I'm all over your webpage still, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, you, I got tagged in a uh, story from just the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that was a throwback from like, 2017. But okay. yes, that was uh, when I had Willie Smith from uh, Pure Hunting. He came to hunt Havelina with me. Okay, cool. And I did it with me and uh, Shane. Shane's uh, one of my guides. Uh, we were like. It's rifle season, but we want to do it with the longbow. Yep, do it the hard way. Right? I love it. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to say <laughs> I did it with the longbow during rifle season, right? And uh, and I had already one one time I had sh- I shot one with uh, with my recurve, um, but I was like, I want to do it with the longbow, and I want to do it in rifle season. That was during archery season, so you know, archery season is cool. like more than a month earlier. You yeah. know, so it's like they don't know they're being hunted yet you know yeah. you're, you got first crack at them and yep. by one time you know once uh, rifle season comes along they're they're a lot more spooky but um <laughs> and it was in a unit i had never stepped foot in that was a cool so it was a leftover tag oh cool we had gotten uh willie a unit that i know very very well like you know i can if you uh-huh. if you draw that unit i guarantee you're gonna <laughs> get a, you're gonna get a pig you know so we got him done really quick. Actually, we would have got him done the first morning, but his gun was off. And um, once we got his gun dialed in and we got one, it was actually kind of a cool, it's a cool video. It's on my YouTube. Found a lion that day. Cool. And Very I was cool. the only one that had a lion tag, so I went out to go shoot him. But I was shooting Willie's gun, and he, um, Browning's one of his, not that I'm not knocking on Browning. <laughs> I, I've had many Browning A-bolts and stuff like that, but he, it wasn't like he didn't have like a scope that was like clicked out or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. So it was just like reading the side of the box. Okay, I'm going to hold like this. Yeah, it was <laughs> ba- basic, one of those, basic gun. <laughs> one of those situations. And, um, yeah, I, I, I can only get, otherwise I would have lost the vantage point. I wouldn't have been able to see. I can only get to like 550 uh-huh. yards was the closest I can get. And I was like, if I had my gun, this would be a slam, <laughs> a slam dunk right <laughs> slam now. Dunk. Beautiful freaking mountain lion, right? And I was like, oh, man. And usually the lions don't stick around, but he was on his kill. Oh, so he wasn't going anywhere. He was sitting up on top of a rock, and he was looking down into these bushes. And I'm like, I bet you his kill's in there. He's just, you know, surveilling, making sure there's no other mm-hmm. danger or whatever or any competition. And then he went in there, and he was in there forever. And you could just see him. And I saw, I could see him eating and stuff. But but you know, just seeing bits and pieces of him. And I'm like, oh yeah, we got to go. And we went, and I got missed, unfortunately. But um, yeah. Anyway, so then we Shane and I picked up these two leftover tags in the unit that's got a lot of private land. That's why we never go oh, over gotcha. there. And then uh, yeah, so I uh, I'm like, let's just try it, man. You know. And Shane and I have been had been on a roll for like three years of like picking up spots that never we had never set foot in or the year before actually we had these clients like that were they got the very last two tags like the dregs you know mm. and it was um, like right on the border of New Mexico and just absolutely and, and we didn't I didn't have time to pull permits oh, so yeah. I couldn't even hunt forest service so we were just very and we got them done in there we're like and once we looked at each other like we, we could get this done anywhere right not that not that you know that pigs are uh you know javelin are definitely by far the easiest <laughs> big game animal in arizona to, to hunt but 
We, uh, it was great. It was a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I, it, one of the things that I've <clears throat> thoroughly enjoyed uh, owning Sneak Tech is all of the uh, the tags I get and right. the, the emails saying, hey, thanks so much. Your, your product's awesome. Here's our success story and the pictures. And I just love seeing all the pictures that come in from, from different people and, right. and, and knowing that, uh, that we're part of their, their success. It's, 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 right? been, it's been a great experience. Anthony was saying something like that earlier. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. when he comes in, he says, you're the sneak tech guy? Yeah. I love you. Yeah. That, was, that was great. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he owns Phoenix Shooting Bags. That's, oh, very that's good. the owner of Phoenix Shooting Bags. And he gets the same thing, you know, gets all these yep. pictures all the time. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do this without yep. this. And it's I'm just like, that, a great, that's great awesome, feeling. Right? It's a great feeling. That you have, you have a hand in somebody else's success, yep. right? Yep. yep. That's a, it's oh, a wonderful that's, feeling. So, yeah, but we've been, we've been doing that for the last uh, about year and a half. Uh, before that, of course, we had Nimrod Outdoors. Right. Um, it's kind of a social media influencing, have a YouTube channel, all that kind of stuff. And uh, mainly it was uh, it was created for something that uh, that I could do with my sons. Right. Uh, well, I won't leave out my daughter because then I'll get in trouble. My daughter as well. She started her first year hunting this last year. And uh, we took her on her first, first hunt. It was a muzzleloader hunt. And uh, we were able to... Uh, get her in on a couple of couple of little bucks, uh-huh. and she got. Uh, I, I had a muzzleloader tag as well, so I had my muzzleloader, and she had the other one. Um, she got a shot off, and, and it didn't. Uh, didn't she didn't hit it? She was really nervous. She wasn't sure how the muzzleloader was gonna to, to kick, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So she was really nervous, and and uh, took her first shot at about two hundred yards, and. Uh, and she missed it. She shot just a little bit low, and so I handed her mine, mm-hmm. and uh, she got on it again and shot again at uh, just over 200 and, uh, and just barely missed it. Uh, but great experience for her and her first uh, opportunity to uh, to hunt yeah, and to uh, shoot the muzzleloader. Uh, she had a great time. And then uh, on the rifle hunt, we were able to... Uh, to get her on another nice buck, and she took a shot at, uh, I think it was four, four fifty. Nice. Uh, it was a long shot, but we had her laid out uh, all prone uh, with the with the gun on the on the bipods, and and uh, she she missed just high on that buck at four fifty. Uh, but man, it was it's great experience to take kids hunting. If yeah. If, if if that's the one thing that I can say. I love taking kids hunting, whether they're mine or whether they're anybody else's. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of it. And, um, my my girls have been hunting for my two oldest girls have been hunting. My son is he's about to turn six, so I know he he's been hunting with me too, but not quite as often, obviously, because yeah, he's quite a bit younger. But um, matter, my matter of fact, my middle child, she was able to take her first. She took a javelina in um, in uh, November. That's the first tag she's drawn. My eldest, she's had a couple javelina and a deer, and she shot a wild, you know, pig or wild hog with a crossbow. Oh, very cool. Several years ago. I back to, I think she was nine at the time. She's she's 12 and a half now. So. That's cool. Yeah. They're, they're, well, it really caught me. And I was, like, super impressed. Actually, uh, Anthony. Anthony just joined us. I'm going gonna, gonna to stick you on there. You on there? Welcome, Andy. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but um, so him and I, well, actually, I took her out. The uh, first day was just her and I, 
And I found the group of pigs, but we just could not make it happen. And then uh, Anthony joined us the next morning. And, um, man, we hunted all day long. We could not find a single thing. And we finally <laughs> we went back. Like, my, one of my buddies gave me, a, gave me a spot. He's like, hey, go try back here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> Took us like an hour and a half of off-roading, like <laughs> the worst road you could possibly think. And then and I, got a, I drive a Raptor. And it's pretty wide, wide right? Yep. And the road, like, no joke, I had, like, six inches of my tire <laughs> hanging off the side. I was like, we're going to go down this freaking <laughs> cliff right now. Oh, my God. I'm like, and, I'm, and I got to hand it to her. She was cool as a Calm coach. Yeah, yeah, I just, just went with it, you know. And um, Actually, what impressed me on that hunt is that you, we was halfway through the day, and she goes, we, we asked her, because she looked like she was getting tired, and we weren't seeing pigs. We were like, do you want to go or do you want to uh, do you want to stay? And she's like, "Oh, I want to stay." <laughs> I'm ready. She was determined to get one. That's awesome. Yeah. And when a kid says that, you know they're having fun. Yeah, it's that's not right. like they're miserable. That's right. If they were miserable, they'd be like, "Oh, let's I go, think, let's go, let's go." And then, uh, then we took that hour forty. It was maybe two hours. I think. Yeah, that, that it was, was yeah, the, it was definitely the it was worst bad. freaking road ever. Well, it was. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, if we don't get a pig at the end of this, I'm going to ruin this girl, and she's never ever ever going to want to come again." Yeah, hunting again. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what crazy. I kept thinking. You know, I, I've had experiences. Um, year before last, we, we decided to go into this area that uh, uh, is, is a roadless area, and it is not easy to get into. And uh, my then, at that time, 10-year-old son, uh-huh. uh, uh, he was coming with us, and uh, we ended up packing in and uh, staying over a couple of nights. So we had camp with us and everything, and, and there's this... 10-year-old little kid with this big old huge backpack and it's a it's a two and a half mile pack in right. uh, and it's about 1700 feet vertical wow that's, that's tough so for a kid. <laughs> and uh i know i thought man this is gonna wear him out he's not gonna enjoy it and i tell you kids are tougher than you think they are they 100 nowadays it's it's um it's social norm to to let kids slip by and, and not push them mm-hmm. and, and and do anything like that. But I catch I found myself doing it all the time. Kids can reach unbelievable heights and do unbelievable things if you push them. The adults will push them a right. little bit. I think I think it's just also like making them have a little fun yeah. while doing it. Yeah, definitely. I think you gotta like kid around with them, joke around with them, and not like be so serious on the exactly. hunt. Exactly. You can't be serious. That's on the my hunt. biggest problem. Yeah. Like I, I'm, <laughs> you get I'm, serious. Well, yeah, <laughs> you I'm, get in the hunt mode. I am very. Yeah, I'm, I, very, I, I understand. I'm an intense guy. I'm an intense guy. I really am. You got to buy them McDonald's in the morning. You got to get them all the stuff. You got to give them the Gatorades. You got to bring them the yeah. sweets. You got to give them the chocolate. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's, uh, on one of my, uh, on one he's of our, really good. He's really yeah, good. With you're the kids. good. I, I, that's good. That's perfect. That's what, that's what we need. On one of, uh, on one of our shed hunts one time, we had my little uh, seven-year-old out, and he was, he was walking the hills with us, looking for sheds and stuff, and he was getting tired. He wanted to go back to the car, and I thought, you know what? I need a motivational speaker right now. Right. And I thought to myself, oh, wait, I've got a motivational speaker right here in my backpack. And I pulled out all kinds of candy and all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. stuff. And like, hey, let's sit down and let's eat some candy and yeah, let's yeah. have a drink. And, and man, the sugar in him yeah. and just sitting down and relaxing for a while and having fun with dad and a conversation. We got done with that and, and he hopped up and he was ready to go. Right. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's motivational speakers. Candy. Yep. <laughs> We're yeah. straight. Candy, yeah. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. I agree 100%. I, I think comfort, too, is a big thing. Yeah. Like, making it as comfortable as possible. Yep, yep. Like, 
Yeah, that Raptor yeah. was comfortable. <laughs> I'm telling you, even though it was hanging my, over the edge, it was comfortable. I mean, it was scary. <laughs> Not at some points we got we got a little scary, but she was comfortable in the back. You know, she had her like I don't know if she had some drawing thing in the back that she was yeah doing, yeah kept she was drawing on the iPad yeah. yeah oh cool so it kept yeah. her busy because yeah. what what are you gonna do for two hours almost driving that's right I don't know how the hell she did it I mean yeah. it was like. <laughs> Yeah, I was about. I mean, all it was yeah, all over. Like, I mean, I mean, my head was hitting the window every once. And that's in a Raptor. You know how comfortable yeah. those are. And then we finally got to the spot, and she got out. She grabbed the glass. I mean, all our, right honestly, all it. our kids. They, that's all they know. They don't know how to hunt any other way. They know yep. how to hunt glass. with our eyes, glass, and then let's go. And we just, we got lucky. I mean, that's seriously, awesome. we got to the spot. John was going to go to like. I was getting. I was walking. I was walking to look over the the other edge, and he's like, "I got him." He literally <laughs> just stepped out of these. I got him, and, and uh, I'm like, "All right, cool." Well, we got, got her set up. She made like a what, 320 yard shot. Yeah, oh, I think it was awesome. even less. Oh, I think it was less. I think it was like a. I want to say it was less. No, it was I mean, it, it was, was like 280 or something like that. No, it, I, it was, it was over. Know, I know was it was it over 300. Okay. Yeah, but because. she just got on the bags. She got set up. She, she squeezed the bag off. She's dead. I'm ready. I'm like. Yeah, laid she, it down. Yeah, one that's shot, awesome. boom, done. Yeah, we that's taught perfect. we we taught them how to shoot off the shooting bags. From oh, that's cool. From the get go, so you know, yeah, very very. As cool. a company, Anthony's only been around for what five years? Five years now, four years. Some yeah. five, I think it's five years. But I mean, the the inception of cool. The yeah, I've been shooting, shooting like that for a long, like, long time, long time. We yeah. built it. His mom, his company. mom sewed us up our first oh, couple of cool. bags. Yeah, back in the day. So very very cool. Yeah. So anyway, you got any, uh, I haven't talked to you. I mean, on the podcast, I mean, I've spoken to you, but I haven't spoken to you on the podcast or heard any of your stories or anything like that since you were on last time. Oh. You were on was 2018, I think. Yeah. Beginning. We, we've got some, we've got some good stories. I think that year was the year my, my son had the archery elk tag up on the Manti. Yep. Uh, yep. great experience with him. Of course we didn't end up harvesting, but, uh, um, great, ex- great learning experiences for him. Um, as an 18-year-old kid, to watch him, we spotted a bull early one morning. Mm-hmm. We made a play on it. My other boys sat back on the other side of the, the draw and, and spotted across for us. We found the bull. We got into 150 yards. I let him sneak in to 40. He snuck into 40 yards. Well, with those and, sneak tech boots, man, uh, yeah, it I, makes it a I lot easier, you. man. <laughs> you get I'm in telling there. you, you're freaking, I love your product. You make <laughs> the best product out there for sneaking in, especially it, in Arizona. I mean, we can't do it without your product. I'm yeah. telling you, hands down, you're a game changer. Whatever you did, I love you. I love to hear that. Uh, Thank well, you so much. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you, you did it, and we appreciate it. Oh, well, well we, we appreciate being part of, of people's success. It's, it's great. But, uh, yeah, he got into 40 yards. And the thing that he learned that day was patience. Mm. He sat on that bull. That bull, it decided to bed down in a in a patch of quakies. Okay. Uh, those little six-foot-tall ones that are, like, spaced every yeah. three inches. And you can't even hardly get in through them. And it, this bull sat down right in the middle of this patch of quakies. And he sat within 40 yards of that bull in the scorching sun all day long, nine hours. Oh, wow. Nine hours he sat and waited for that bull to get up and move. And it never, it. never did. It, it oh, never, wow. never moved. moved. Never moved. It got up twice, stretched, turned around and sat back down, and never left that little patch of quakies, and he could never get a shot at it. I, could, I couldn't do um, it, I, I finally rice. called him back about 10 minutes after dark. I called him back and said, we're done. You, you got to come back. And he gets back to me, and we sit there and talk for a second. That bull gets up and walks out. Oh, you shit me. <laughs> so the, just the, 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 the things that you – the that you learn it's such an education system right i mean 
that, that kid could have never learned that kind of patience in school. Yeah. I mean, it, it's such a such a great thing for kids. Um, uh, my, one of my other boys uh, has had in the last two years, he has had opportunities at two great bucks. Um, and these are these are all on our YouTube channel, and I he's, know he's standing behind he's me. He's smirking back he's, there. He's back there smirking. I can I can feel it over my shoulder. Is Mr. Jace over uh, there? This is, this is Jace. Yep. And uh, if you want to watch these videos, they're all on our YouTube channel. But two years in a row, the first year was um, it was probably a 28, 29 inch wide three point, just a giant velvet three point. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful buck. I love those big things. Um, and he, had, he got a shot off at it. He actually hit it. We tracked it and tracked it and tracked it. We'd never find it. He hit it back and up and kind of went through that void back there. And, I know. And, I know uh, the feeling. Yeah, it's, it's a rough feeling, but but uh, that's that's the hardest part of being a dad and hunting with kids is that that, that yeah. rejection, that loss. I don't know what to call it, but that, that look on their face when when they thought they finally had it done and, and right. they end up not being able to find it. <laughs> Funny story on that buck, talking to the uh, game warden about it because we told him we'd hit one and be looking for it and things like that. That same year, a young lady shot that buck with a muzzleloader. Really? Did not kill it, couldn't find it. And then another person shot that buck and ended up harvesting it. So it had been shot three times that year before it finally finally harvested. That poor buck had been shot three times. But uh, tough, tough animals. Talk about... Talk about resilience, yeah. right? And then the uh, the other one that he missed was this year. Beautiful four point buck, big buck, and uh, putting he on. snuck he snuck right into that thing, and uh, he got a little excited, I think. Uh, and uh, he uh, sixty yards, he just airmailed it. Yeah. Um, but he's he's been really frustrated about about missing, and so the dedication I've seen in himself over the last few months since hunting season mm-hmm. is he's been putting a lot of arrows down range yeah he's been practicing and practicing and practicing he doesn't want to miss again and so uh, uh the things you learn with hunting uh amazing amazing yeah. amazing i i've had a lot of guys much older than you jay so don't worry about <laughs> it who are just absolutely like lights out on a target yep you know they could shoot a tic tac at sixty yards, <laughs> and then you put them in front of them in front of an animal. It's a different situation, and they just they just fall up. They fall oh, yeah. apart. Yeah. So it's about it's about becoming as automatic, I guess. Yep. Automatic as you possibly I, can. I think one big thing that does help that is to shoot in hunting situations all the time when you're practicing don't just stand there and practice all at 40 time. yards get down on your knees get uh, put your backpack on absolutely uh, you know we, we do things every once in a while in the backyard uh, we have an acre uh, an acre lot there so we can shoot right there in our backyard nice but we'll play games with each other we'll take a round and we'll play horse uh-huh and we'll we'll all shoot but we all have to do the same thing so somebody will come up with some Put your head on a bat and spin around yeah, the bat yeah. three times, yeah. then draw back and shoot. You're dizzy, so it's yeah. a little harder to shoot. The furthest away from the center gets a letter. Right, right. You know, so we That's try cool. to make it fun and yeah. enjoyable uh, so that... Uh, we used to play but, games like that all the time. Yeah, well, but it gets 3D. a practical experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, be leaning up against the tree, sitting on your butt, leaning up against a tree, 
and then roll to your knees and draw and shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Uh, so, so yep, you got to make stuff. it. Yeah, you got to make it real life hunting situations so that the kids get used to that kind of thing. And when the time comes that they get an animal, they're not worried about doing those things because that's kind of natural for them. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I I've been preaching that stuff for Jesus for years and years. I I got videos on YouTube from like twelve years ago, <laughs> and if they're on YouTube twelve years ago, I probably produced them. 14 years ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, it took me that long to get stuff up. Back That's then. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I used to, we, I still do it actually. You know, it's one of my workouts. I use yeah. it as a workout now. You run to the bag, run back to your bow, do yep. 10 push ups, get just up to get the, you know, get the, mm-hmm. you know, get the heart rate going, get it st- a yep. stressful situation, whatever, stuff like that. I, I mean, I used to set up. 3d targets and do like mock stalks and just like <laughs> pretend like i was hunting all the time all the yeah. time I don't, I don't do that quite as often I, every once in a while i'll do it just to you know just to do it but man i would i would do crazy stuff just to, you know, about the last now, time I now we don't have to be so sneaky now we got these sneak tech yeah, boots over there boots and, <laughs> and now 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 we don't have to be so crazy shameless plug i love it no hey it's the truth man i love it <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I think the last time that I really got into some serious and serious situational stuff is when I was practicing for up leading up to my Ibex hunt in 2015. Oh, that's a tough hunt because I knew there was going to be a bunch of stuff that I wasn't used to. And yeah. It's it's so funny. So the first year, uh, I had back to back years 2015 mm. and then 2016. The first year, I was dialed in. The second year, I wasn't, and I missed. <laughs> I mean, Make just sure. a ghost, ghost of show, right? Runs through your head, though, doesn't right? it? Right. So, but no, we we've always done that stuff. I, I learned that a long time. That's actually how I started hunting predators. Oh, really? I started hunting predators because I wanted a hunting situation. I wanted something that was going to teach me woodsmanship, also teach me how to you know acquire target fast, judge distance. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so I call on coyotes. They're come running in. It's a drive-by shooting. They stop for three seconds, you know. <laughs> drive-by and, shooting. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is, really. I love it. And, um, you know, so that's how I got into it. I was like, oh, this is a perfect way for me to so, practice bow hunting. Yeah. Right? Like, yep, yep. And it worked out amazing for me because yeah. after, after I got proficient at that, my success rate went through the roof. Yep. Because there wasn't there wasn't a situation that like elk hunting is yep. just like elk hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. true. Well, no, the elk don't come running in. Usually, they come walking in, you know, yep. slumbering in, you're slumbering. If in, you're right? lucky, they come running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and and you got a lot more time to shoot. Like it's a lot. It's yep. it's like the same situation, but ten times slower. Yeah, ten times slower and ten times bigger. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, uh, uh, so. In my head, I was always like, "Oh, if I can hit a coyote on the, you know, on a trot at fifty yards, yeah, well, I, can, awesome. I can kill an elk at thirty yards that's, that's right. just standing there, right? Like, <laughs> you know." Right. So, yeah, it helped out. It helped out tremendously. And so, I, speaking of predator hunting, mm-hmm. I, I've noticed a lot of your posts. So I want to do a shameless plug for How for Wildlife. Tell me about it. What's going on with How? You've been really S- proponent on it, big time. Yeah, I actually sit on the board. I'm one of the uh, original guys who came up with the idea cool. me, me and charles wibwam my hunting partner and you know he's one of my best friends we uh last year the beginning of the year actually around the same time there was a, ba- a ban that came up for uh, bear hunting okay. in california 
and uh, it was SB 252. And he contacted me. He's like, John, man, they're trying to get rid of bear hunting completely in California again. I'm like, he's like, what can we do? You know, I'm like, let's let's start a change.org petition. Uh, those typically work. You can reach a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. We did that. And then, like, within the first two and a half days, I think we had, like, 20,000 or 18,000 people. And then by day five, we had 27,000 signatures. Nice. And, like, almost $20,000 was donated. That money doesn't go to us. doesn't go to anything but change.org. That's going to play a part in this. So yeah. This is, this is where I, where I, how I – so I'm like, wow, man. And we were like, that worked. We got the <laughs> – we got – that many signatures the the guy who sponsored the bill dropped out he's like i don't want to have anything to do with this it's too many too much too, negativity yep, too, right too much opposition exactly so he dropped out pulled the whole thing off the ballot and everything so never even got very cool never even made it to committee which was awesome all right so like well cool this works let's try it a couple more times we did it a couple more times i think it was montana nevada i can't remember exactly now because there was it was a little smaller scale mm-hmm because it was like hound hunting, and then I think it was another predator thing. It always seems to be predator things that they're going after because yeah. it's the low-hanging fruit, right? Yep, yep, yep. So, but um, anyway, we won those two. We're like, well, there's something to this, right? Yeah. <laughs> what can we do to get hunters to be activists? You know, you, you think activists, you think liberal. Crazy people. Like, like, yeah. You think, we need to be crazy people, though. Exactly. And I keep telling people that. I'm like, you, we got to take a page out of the other side's book, right? <laughs> They've been much, doing yeah. this shit way better than us for, for way a long longer, mm-hmm. right? right? So I'm like, all right, what can we do? So we started going back and forth, and we, we were originally going to start our own. My, my suggestion was, like, let's start our own change.org, basically. So we, we went down that road. I actually built a site, and it just sucked. It sucked. <laughs> and so Charles kind of took over. He's like, all right. We're gonna do this, but we're gonna add the ag advocacy stuff in there. We're gonna get all, we're gonna get very, you know, technical. And I mean, now we have like, I mean, we didn't pay this, but close to like a half a million dollar site. Nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense the way it works because it's connected with all the decision makers. Nice. Okay, so anybody that. It can make a decision on on the issue that we're doing. We have a direct line to them, it, and um, any bills that come out or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. So this year, a buddy of mine, Ryan Smith, who runs a Instagram page Hunt Hunt AZ, and um, he's like, "Hey, are you aware of what they're trying to do with mountain lion hunting and bobcat hunting in Arizona?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Send it over to me." He sends it over to him. Called up Charles. We weren't really ready to launch. Mm-hmm. Well, we were ready. Like te- technically, we were ready, obviously, because we did. But we weren't going to launch just yet. I was. Just, we were still trying to get people involved and get some funds in place and whatever. But he, um, he's like, he's like, I, I contacted him. Like, dude, are we ready technically? Can we physically do this? He's like, yeah, we can. I'm like, so January 11th, I believe. So yeah, it's a, been a recent. Month, a Very month ago recent. today. Yeah, month ago today. We, uh, I believe it was the 11th, might be the 6th. Either way, I'm like, we got to put this out because there's a lot coming down the pipeline right now. Right? Soon as that bill, or soon as it wasn't a bill yet, this was during the open comment period uh, to the fishing game in Arizona. In Arizona, I remember that. So once we, uh, 
we get we started going. Then all these other ones started popping up. People started contacting us. Colorado and Washington. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, was crazy. And we, it's we have been instrumental in every single one of them. We've had, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was the one that was in Vermont. The guy, the the sponsoring, um, I think he's a senator or congressman, probably a congressman. I think it was a House bill. So. He contacted, he's like, I don't know if it was your intention, but you basically annoyed the shit out of us enough that we got. <laughs> that we backed off. We backed off. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, that was our intention. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, the one in Colorado. Yep. Just saw that it di- that, it failed. That failed. We were instrumental in that. I didn't want any, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there taking credit for it, but I... I didn't want to. I didn't want to go down that road, but I don't. Th- I don't I, think it really matters who. I, right, who was. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, but the cool thing it, about that was we got an email from one of the sponsoring. There was four sponsors of that bill, and one of the sponsors she she contacted us. She's like, "Hey, um, what you have said about this?" Because we also sent her information. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't want this to go away. Yeah, educate them. Right. Because a lot of these people, they just sponsor it because they think it's going to make them look good. This is politics, right? Yep. What's going to make me who, look who, good, yeah. right? Who can, I, who can I get to scratch my back later right. because I exactly. sponsored this? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we sent them, the, I'm like, this is why it's, it's bad. This is why you're not going to want this, da, 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 da. And she was getting all the emails, and she dropped out. And there's some story around that that she dropped out because her neighbor's cat got eaten by a... <laughs> <laughs> and she has uh, something stupid like that. But th- that's, we got the email. Anyway, from her. And then once we got the email from her, one of the other ones contacted us and said, can you send us more information? Da, 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 da. So there was already two people ready to, to bail. One already bailed and one was about to bail. Nice. So that, I mean, we knew that in itself that we were making an impact, right? And it just, bill after bill after bill, we've had people. It's, it's kind of been a weird ride, I've, I've, <laughs> I already knew this about this business, but there's a lot of chest beating. <laughs> there okay? is. There's a lot of chest beating. There's a lot of, you know, self patting on the back and stuff like that. And unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with the money, which is it's terrible, right? We shouldn't have. Yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do things based on money. Well, I mean, it's, the whole world runs that way, right? But the thing is, like. There's we we've met a lot of opposition within the hunting community. Isn't that crazy? Right, and not from the, not from the you know Joe Smith hunter, right? Not yep. from not from. Oh, we have a little bit because some people, and we package it this way. I, we did it how for wildlife, a wolf is one of our like. So we kind of yep. we're trying to do the green decoy thing against them, right? I like you know, it. I like we, it. we're a reverse green decoy. So, um, so we have had a little bit from hunters be like, you know, we're not. We're a little apprehensive about you. We don't understand you. You, you look like you might be, you yeah. Know, I know. I, I would hope that they would see the, you know, one of the faces of it's me. You yeah. know that. <laughs> go look at my, go That's look right. at my YouTube. Go look at my trophy That's room. Right. You know, what I'm saying yeah. That's right. that I'm definitely not anti-hunting. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it's been weird. It's been really weird because I thought that we would have a lot more. We were trying to help. We were. We designed this, okay? We designed the platform so that other organizations can use our platform to be a fast-acting tool 
on actionable items, right? Yep. On actionable bills and whatnot. And more and more, I find that if they can't take credit for it, they don't want to. They don't want to. They don't <laughs> want to be like. Mike, uh, I'm not doing this for to, you know so I can get high fives, man. I yeah. get high fives already. Yeah, I'm right. a popular guy, <laughs> right? right? Like I don't. This is not what I'm like. I want. I want my kids to be able to go hunting. Yeah. I want my grandkids to be able to go hunting and fishing. Yeah. I want. I want this to stay around. I more so. If you love wildlife, who keeps? You better wa- care. Who wants? Wa- who keeps wildlife on this on this continent yep. right here? We do hunters. Who does? Yeah. Who does it in <laughs> Africa? Who does it? Like, it's because of hunting they, they still exist. Otherwise, they would be gone. Yep. Hashtag gone. hunting is conservation. Exactly. Gone. And people don't understand. Like, it, I know it's 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 very hard for non-hunters to grasp that. Definitely hard for anti-hunters. Oh, yeah. But you'd be surprised how hard it is for you to get people who are in this industry and hunters that really come on board and understand that <laughs> so but uh, i've been no, I, i've been beating every all my all my podcasts over the head for the last like yeah i, I think it's a great thing like that, a great you know, thing. but so yeah i just uh i don't know i hope it continues to go the the on the same vector that it is now because it's it's growing we went from a month ago to, yeah. you know, 20-some-odd thousand. Yeah. And, and we I have 20-some-odd thousand in those, members now. In, the, in that month that you've been launched, you have at least one bill that I know of, maybe two or three that have, mm. have, have now not passed because of the voice of right. the 100. Right. And we're not, we're not saying that it was 100% us. No, because definitely there was a lot not. Of, there's, but you know, there was a lot of... And, you're and bringing I, more awareness to it. It's a, it's a great right. thing. And I'm not bashing all the other organizations. They do a lot of great stuff. I mean, we're here at Mule Deer Foundation. The Mule Deer Foundation... Yep. Puts on, you know, puts a lot of money into 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 habitat and all the. That's what they're designed to do. Yep. You know, a lot of these guys are not designed to do that, but the ones that have lobbyists and stuff like that, you know, they do. They are designed to do that. They're just very slow acting, and very slow moving, which kind of sucks. But sometimes I, we can't be slow. Right, we can't. <laughs> we can't. Um, one of the things that we're doing, I know it's been a question, is like, where is the donation money going to? Other than operational costs, which. There's a large amount of that, but we're trying to do education type programs that are going to educate not the non-hunting public on the North American wildlife conservation yeah. model, right? And we are going to be putting out media, much like the other side does, mm-hmm. like hug a hunter programs and stuff like that. I love it, hug no, a hunter. But I, one of the things we're and we're we're working on it right now. We're actually talking to an advertising agency. We want to put like billboards up in these like we want right now. We're we're looking at San Francisco. So my partner lives outside of San Francisco, of all places, right? <laughs> so we want to put a billboard up that's you know like hugger hunter type yeah, thing. That's you know? awesome. Just a and not not so much to smack people in the face, but how many non hunters are there? That's like a, a mecca of anti hunting, yep. but it's also a mecca of people just don't know. People, yeah, uneducated. Yeah, they're yep. just unfortunately never been exposed to it. So uh, that's cool. that's Very a lot cool. of stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Very so, cool. Cool. You got any big plans for sneak tech in the near future here? What, you well, guys we out do. We're actually, we're actually uh, in the process of uh, working into the sneaky line um, a cover scent. Okay. Uh, a spray uh, to help you uh, not only be quiet when you walk, but to not put your scent out there. 
uh, working on uh, a couple of other things. Would love to get a camouflage line mm-hmm. into the sneaky line, but yeah. uh, that one that'll be a little longer process. But there yeah. there are a few things in the work that we're excited about. So, so I've been down the road with both of those. <laughs> so if you got some, <laughs> uh, great, I'd love I'm, I'm to have happy some to have you. Actually, I have a whole camo line design, and I don't know if you know this or not, but actually, I didn't get started in the industry this way. But one of the things that kind of like got me really going, I I used to own a, a company called um, oh, Very Cool No Stinky. Mm-hmm. And it's all. It was all. Uh, it was a lotion, uh, body wash, shampoo, and a laundry detergent. Basically, nice. that was scent eliminating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So there, there are some things in the works, and we're pretty excited about what this uh, this year is going to bring to us, and uh, and the future of, of Sneak Tech. And uh, um, that's if huge. you guys aren't familiar with Sneak Tech, if your listeners aren't familiar, check it out. Um, I know. John it's will throw S- his hat in the ring for, for S-N-E-E-K. Yep. S-N-E-E-K-T-E-C dot com. Yeah. But uh but uh yeah, great, great product uh designed to eliminate the sound that your feet make. It'll eliminate seventy to seventy five percent of that sound that your feet make when right. you're stalking in. So um the other great benefits, you know, you can use them as a glassing pad. You can, I mean, there's there's that for them. But right. main reason is so you don't have to take your dang boots off and lose yeah. them and search for half a day find, trying to find your boots in the in the mountains. Right. Uh, just leave them on and go hunting, man. Yep. Yep. Contain that smell. That's right. The foot smell, you know. Oh man, I tell <laughs> you, you, take my, off your my, take <laughs> off your boots, your socks, man, and it, it, the whole canyon will smell my right. feet. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> so so cool. Well, man, I want to thank you for. Uh, taking the time away from you bet you're starting to get busy here the boots getting a little busy so we'll uh we'll let you go been a great great visit man yeah absolutely thank you hey guys thanks for checking out the show really appreciate you keep those reviews and those comments coming helps us keep this free do me a favor go check out phoenix shooting bags use promo code john stallone to save 20 percent, all one word and check out how for wildlife thank you very much and we'll catch you on the next show